Hey there, it's me, Benjamin Pace. Um, so this is part one of a two-part mini-series that I'm releasing this week entitled Ashes and Beauty. And I want to talk about uh, what it means to exchange our ashes for the beautiful inheritance that God has for us. And a couple things I just wanted to mention about this is, first of all, um, I've been sitting on these podcasts for a while, and, and I actually recorded both of these uh, back in early August. So you may hear a couple things that sound like outdated references, and that's why. Um, but like I said, I've been sitting on these for a while, and I wanted to release them at the right time, and I felt like the beginning of November was the right time to do that. And so I am believing and praying that these will get to the right people and the right ears. Um, God knows who needs to hear these specific messages. And that is what I am praying and believing for in these. And so if you uh, think of somebody, somebody comes to your mind and you feel like these podcasts, the first one or the second one or both of them would bless them or minister to them, hey, share it, uh, send it to them, not to get me more followers or listeners, but so that they can get the word. Um, another thing I want to mention here in the beginning is this first podcast, I'm going to be telling some stories and testimonies from my past, and some of them are a little bit intense and a little bit age appropriate. Um, so I know that there are some um, people who listen with their kids uh, to the podcast, and so to those people, I will just say you may want to use some listener discretion in this particular podcast. Um, nothing crazy or, or you know, awful, just some age appropriate things. Um, and, and you may just want to uh, listen to it first or however you want to do that. But I pray that this podcast blesses you. I pray that it ministers to you and I pray that you enjoy it. Hey there, my name is Benjamin Pace and you're listening to the No Content Podcast. And if you happen to be a duck listening to this, you're in a safe space. Hey there, welcome to the No Content Podcast. My name is Benjamin Pace. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I am having a wonderful day. I know you didn't ask, but I'll tell you anyway. Um, you know, today is going to be an interesting podcast. Um, I'm going to get into some stuff <laughs> on this podcast, and I really feel impressed to. I'm not just using this as a platform to vent or, or you know, whatever. I, I really do take seriously the things that I talk about on this podcast, and I don't get on here to just rant. Um, I, I do diligently seek the Lord about what he wants me to talk about. And I know I can be goofy and I know I make jokes and I make silly jokes about ducks and things like that. But the truth is, I, I really do take this thing seriously. And, and I want what I'm putting out to edify the listener. I want it to build you up and strengthen you. And I don't get on here to just talk. Um, I, I do get something out of it. It's very rewarding for me. But at the same time, this is not for me. Um, at least not, not primarily, it's for you. And I feel impressed to talk about some things on this podcast and to be transparent. And I think it's important. I think it's going to help some people. And the title of this podcast is The Price of Beauty. In Isaiah 61, it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, 
to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. You know, I'll say this really quickly. The Bible talks about there was a prophecy made of the day in which Herod killed all the children. And the Bible, I think it's in Jeremiah where the original prophecy is, and it says that there was a voice that, that cried in Ramah, and it refused to be comforted. Why? Because the grief was so unbearable. And it says she refused to be comforted. Well, you know, God can want to comfort you, and you can refuse to be comforted. And it says that God has come to comfort those that mourn. But you still have to receive that comfort from Him. I'm going to keep reading here. It says, To appoint unto them who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, to give them the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be justified. It says that he has come to give you beauty for ashes. Like I said, I want to talk about what the price of beauty is. You say, well, what do you mean the price, Ben? You know, it doesn't cost anything. It says he came to give it. Yes, but he didn't just come to give it. It didn't just say that he came to give you beauty. Whenever it says for, that means there's an exchange. <laughs> Listen, Listen, if, if, I, if I say, I'm going to give you, you know, uh, $50 for your TV. Well, that, I'm not just giving you $50. There's an exchange that's happening here. You know, or if you go to a garage sale and say, hey, I'll, I'll give you five bucks for that, you know, skateboard. Well, you're not just saying I'm giving you five bucks and they're not just giving you the, sta the skateboard. There's an exchange happening. There's a trade. There's a price. See, God has beauty for us. He has a beautiful inheritance for us. He has things that he wants to do for us, wants to give us, wants to entrust us with. He has a beautiful life for us. And we'll read this in a little bit in Psalm 16. But there is a trade that has to happen. There is a trade that has to happen. And the I'm, I know I'm just kind of spoiling this in the beginning, but that's because I'm going to talk about some other stuff in this podcast, and I'm just laying a foundation. Uh, the price for beauty is ashes. I'll come back to that in a minute. Uh, before I do that, let me read another verse to you over in Psalm 16 and kind of help you understand what I'm talking about here. And, uh, and then I'm going to sh share some, some stories with you in this podcast. Um, you know, uh, Paul said um, in, in Romans, what fruit did you have of those things of which you are now ashamed? Now, one of the things we're going to talk about is shame and dealing with shame from the past. But, you know, there is a difference when Paul says those things of which you are now ashamed, there is a difference of between being ashamed of something and being ashamed of yourself because of it. I'm going to say that again. There is a difference between being ashamed of something and being ashamed of yourself because of it. What do I mean by that? There is a difference. Jesus said, those who are ashamed of me, I will be ashamed of them. In other words, I won't associate with them. 
being ashamed of something has to do with not associating with it. So when Paul says those things of which you are now ashamed, talking about sin, he's saying you no longer associate with that. But there's a difference between that and being ashamed of yourself because you used to do those things. Why am I saying that? Well, first of all, we're going to talk about shame. And I'm also saying that to say this, when I share things from my past, I'm not ashamed of it. Let me say it like this. I'm not ashamed of myself because of it. Why? Because I've traded my ashes for his beauty. That's why. And, And we'll talk about this more in the next podcast, Change Your Clothes, about the exchange of of the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. But I can talk about the old Ben because I'm a new Ben, and that doesn't have a hold over me. I'm not guilty. I'm not condemned. That was an old man, and everything I did before I knew Jesus, before I'd been redeemed, that's that's in the past. And even things I did after I got saved that, that I repented of, it's, it's under the blood. It's washed away. And I'm not ashamed of myself because of my past. I don't associate with my past. I'm ashamed of drug addiction because I don't associate with it because it has nothing to do with me or my identity anymore. And yet, I'm not ashamed of myself because of it. Does that make sense? So I'm just saying that to say I'm going to be transparent about some things in this podcast, and, and uh, but I'm not ashamed. Uh, Paul said that. I, 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 I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed because I know in whom I have believed. So in Psalm 16, it says this, Preserve me, O God, for in you do I put my trust. O my soul, you have said to the Lord, you are my Lord. My goodness does not extend to you, but to the saints that are in the earth, to the excellent in whom is all my delight. Their sorrows will be multiplied who hasten after another God, and their drink offerings of blood I will not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. You maintain my lot. What is that? My inheritance? And my lot, my portion, the portion. It says, the lines have fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. The Amplified Bible says it like this. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. My inheritance is, watch this, beautiful to me. He's talking about an inheritance. He's talking about an inheritance that God has for us. And he says, it's beautiful to me. What is that? That's beauty. God has a beautiful inheritance. He has beauty in store for you. But that beauty has a price. That beautiful inheritance has a price. And the price of that beauty is your ashes. I'm going to explain what I mean by this more and more. I'm just laying a foundation here. In verse 7 of Isaiah 61, going back to Isaiah, he says, For your shame you will have double. And for confusion, they will rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess the double. What is that? That's inheritance. That's that's that portion. But watch this. He said, for your shame. (laughs) In other words, uh, the King James says it like this. For your shame, you will have double honor. You know, God said, those who honor me, I will honor. But, you know, God wants to honor you. But he said that it's going to cost you your shame. Oh, come on. He said it's going to cost you your shame. In other words, if you're still holding on to your shame, you're not going to experience the honor that God wants to bestow upon you. No matter what you've done in your past, no matter what has gone on in your past, God will honor you. 
God wants to honor you. He wants to to bless you. He wants to give you honor, and yet it's going to cost you your shame. And there's a lot of people that are still holding on to their shame, and they're not experiencing that honor. And he says, for your confusion. Again, this is a trade. This inheritance is going to cost you confusion. What, what does that mean? Have you ever been confused before? Have you ever been confused as to why some things just didn't work out in your life? Have you ever been confused as to why did I miss it here? Why did, I, why did this happen? Why did they die early? Why did, why did I miss it here? Why did I get fired from that job? Why did they divorce me? Why did they cheat on me? Why didn't that relationship work out? I thought that was God. I thought it was the right thing. Why didn't it work out? Confusion, questions. And listen, God has an inheritance for us, but it may cost us our confusion. In other words, we may have to lay our confusion down and just receive his inheritance for us by faith. In other words, you may not get all your questions answered. You may not get all your questions answered this side of heaven. You may not know why that person died. You may not know why their confessions didn't work. You may not know why you lost your job or this happened or they betrayed you or they backstabbed you or they broke up with you or they divorced you. You may not know why it happened. Maybe God will show you some things. Maybe he'll show you why it happened. Maybe he won't. But if you're confused about your past, if you're confused about your life, why did this happen? Why did that happen? What is going on? Listen, God has a beautiful inheritance for you, but it's going to cost you that confusion. You're going to have to lay down that confusion and say, okay, God, you know what? I'm going to part with this confusion and I'm just going to receive by faith. Even though I don't understand, I don't know why this happened. I don't know why this didn't happen. I'm going to receive by faith the double honor and the double portion that you have for me, the beautiful inheritance that you have for me. You're going to have to trade your ashes for his beauty. And you know, there are some things that, you know, what are ashes? Ashes are remnants, <laughs> but they're remnants of something that has been burned. Well, there are some things that you've got to let it burn. You got to let it burn like Usher. You know, what was that song? Let it burn. I'm not going to try to sing like Usher. Are you feeling me? No, I'm just kidding. That's an old school song. You remember that you're from my generation, probably. But you got to let it burn. There's some things you got to let it burn. You got to gather it all up into a nice little pile. You got to throw some kerosene or gasoline on there. And you've got to light a match and let it burn. I don't know why this happened. Let it burn. Listen, let, let, let's, let's, get our, let's get our imaginary burn pile together, shall we? Let's, let's say it's, it's, you know, we've got our little fire pit. And we've got, you know, we're going to start a little bonfire. So what are we going to put in this fire. We're going to put, okay, uh, well, let, let, let me, let me, let me tell you some stories from my own life. Okay. And like I said, I'm going to be transparent and I'm going to tell you some things I've had to put in my burn pile and let, and let God burn. <laughs> and, and I've had to light a match and throw it in there. Let me tell you some things I've had to put in my burn pile. My parents getting divorced when I was six years old and, and me wondering why my dad left my mom and left us and, and, and me and my siblings trying to connive and watching the parent trap and trying to create a plan to get my dad to not leave and at six years old watching that plan fail 
I had to put that in my burn pile. I had to put that in my burn pile. I don't know why it happened like that. I don't know why I grew up in a home like that. I love my dad. He's a great guy now. He's come a long way. But that's the that's the that's one of the earliest memories I have. I grew up in a family that got into a lot of strife. And I've been around strife my whole life. Some of my earliest memories are playing with my cousins in the other room while my aunts and uncles and cousins all gathered together not to watch a football game, not to, you know, have a pot roast, but to just scream and cuss at each other. I had to put that on my burn pile and say, I'm not having strife in my life. I'm not having strife in my home. I'm not having strife in my future. I had to put that in my burn pile. And then when I was nine years old, some kids in my trailer park showed me a pornographic magazine for the first time. And I saw images of women that I wish I would have never seen. And, and, and then right after that, when I was nine years old, I went to a Christian private school. And it was so small that there was only a couple of kids in the third grade. It was me and one other kid and another kid who was 15 who should not have been in the third grade. He, uh, you heard right. He was 15 and in the third grade. And we had P.E. together. And on multiple occasions, since we were the only ones in the locker room, he molested me. And I didn't know how to respond to it. I didn't know what to do. He was three times my size. And it messed with me. I had to put that in the burn pile. I had to put it in the burn pile. I had to forgive him. I said, Lord, I forgive that guy. He, he was bound. He was in darkness. He didn't know what he was doing. But I had to, uh, the shame, the, 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 the feeling of, did I do something wrong? What? I had to put that in the burn pile. And you know, as a teenager, I became addicted to drugs. I had all this stuff. Like I said, during this whole time, I was addicted to pornography. And I'm doing drugs. By the time I'm 17, I'm an absolute drug addict. I'm abusing cough medicine. Abusing my body with cough medicine to trip on this or that. Listen, there are some things I did that I'm not proud of. I, I'm, I'm thankful that by the grace of God, I've never, I've never lost my virginity, technically speaking. But there are some things I did that I wish I wouldn't have done. When I was on drugs, when I wasn't in my right mind, I, I did some things that were not appropriate with girls. And, and that there was shame attached to that. I had to put that in the burn pile. I say, God, I'm, you know, I'm believing for, for, you know, a godly spouse, but I don't have a godly past. And, and there's a whole lot of things that the kind of woman that I'm believing for could judge me about in my past. And I, I wouldn't be able to argue with her if she did. So, Father, I've got to put that in the burn pile. I've got to put it in the burn pile. And then finally, you know, I, I gave my life to the Lord and I got free from drugs, and it's all behind me, right? Now now I'm serving God. I'm in church. I'm free from drugs, and I don't have anything else that I'm ever going to deal with, right? <laughs> well, here's something that I had to put in the burn pile. Uh, there was a girl at church that I thought was cute, and I decided I heard a sermon about hearing from God and about your spouse, and I decided that I thought I'd heard from God about this girl, that she was my spouse. <laughs> And uh, I'm brand new. I'm just coming out of drugs. I, 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 you know, there's a whole lot of things I could get into that happened in between that time when I was on drugs. I lost a job 
because I broke into the hotel that I was working at because I thought somebody was trying to kill themselves and wrestled with the police officers and all this stuff and got fired. <laughs> I had to put all that in the burn pile, but this was after that. And uh, I went and told this girl. <laughs> and listen, I'm not the only one that's ever done this kind of thing. But I went and told this girl, oh, I think I'm supposed to marry you. And she was so sweet and kind about it. She's like, I don't think so. And But I wouldn't take no for an answer. I was so young and immature and bullheaded that I wouldn't take no for an answer. And so, you know, I, I really embarrassed myself trying trying to make that happen. So I'll just say that. For years, that has tried to hung, hang over me, that I missed it, and I was so embarrassed, and I, all this stuff, and, you know, people found out about it, and people heard about it, and I talked to other people later who were like, oh, yeah, we heard about that, and I don't know how far that went and how far that spread, and uh, I had to put that in the burn pile. Listen, that's that thing has tried to hang over me for years, but I had to put it in the burn pile. Here's something that I, I forgot to mention. You know, I, I earlier than that, I, I went to this home called Future Men. It's this boys' home that I I had been troubled in high school, and my grandparents had to send it to me. I'm sorry, send me to it is what I meant to say. And one weekend, there was a guy there who was 25 years old. He was the oldest guy in the boys' home, and we all met up on Christmas break in the town that we were we were next to, and we got a hotel room, and he brought over two or three bottles of Captain Morgan. And I'm, I'm, you know, today I weigh 145 pounds on a good day. Back then I weighed more around 125. But <laughs> this night I drank upwards to a full fifth of Captain Morgan. And the last thing I remember was watching Rihanna on the TV and blacking out. <laughs> and my mom actually had to come in and pick me up in her arms and bring me to the hospital. I have a good mom. I'm thankful for her. But you know, I didn't know this, but while I was out of it, while I was drunk and, and had alcohol poisoning, um, the guys I was with stripped all my clothes off, threw me in the shower to try to wake me up because they were panicking. They didn't know what was going on. They were like, we're going to get in trouble. We're going to get arrested. And the 25-year-old guy did get arrested, by the way. <laughs> and he threw me in the shower. They turned it all the way to hot. They turned it all the way to cold. And I would not wake up. But what I didn't know is that while I was doing that, they took pictures of me naked in the shower and they sent them to a bunch of people and not only at the boys home, but probably other places as well. And not only that, I told you, I'm going to get real transparent with you. When I came back, they made fun of me. They made fun of me about it. They made all kinds of jokes when I got back that tried to shame me and make me feel inferior. Listen, I had to put that in the burn pile. I'm just being real with you. I had to put that in the burn pile. And, you know, other things have happened since that time. You know, I started serving the Lord, you know, got through that whole embarrassing episode at church with me thinking that girl is my future wife and all that. And and thankfully, I gained some maturity. You know, <laughs> I learned a few things and, and the Lord helped me and I, I matured and but, you know, I went through some disappointments after that as well. And that wasn't the last time I thought I'd heard the Lord about, you know, this is my spouse or this is my spouse. 
And, uh, you know, I didn't, it never went that far again, thank God. You know, after that, it didn't go any farther than me asking girls out to dinner or things like that, you know, because I was like, well, I don't want to just, you know, marry anybody. I want to, you know, marry the right person. I want to hear from God because I'd heard other people's testimony about hearing from God about their spouse. And, and, and I went through this kind of thing multiple times of thinking I'd heard from God about my spouse and getting my heart broken, getting disappointed and, and being in a relationship, getting disappointed this happening, getting disappointed. And it felt like I, I just went through one heartbreak after the other, whether it was more mild or whether it was a, a relationship. It seemed like it was just over and over and over. And I'm like, Lord, you know, what's wrong with me? Am I just, should I not be trying to hear from you about this area of my life? Should I not be trying to do this? What, what is it? What's the deal? And finally, you know, I'll just be transparent with you. At the time of recording this podcast, you know, just a, just a couple of months out from uh, the most intense breakup I've ever been through, just being real. And you know, most people that listen to this podcast probably already know that, but maybe you don't. And if you don't, then that's even better because you don't know any of the details or who it is or anything like that. And I'm free to talk about it. But you know, I, I was in a relationship with a girl for almost a year and it was not a fake thing. It wasn't in my head. It wasn't, well, I think I've heard from God about this person. It was a legit relationship. And it was somebody that I knew for a long time that I'd liked for a long time that had a lot of the qualities that I thought I was looking for in a wife. And, you know, we took it slow. We didn't rush anything. And just kind of out of the blue, you know, I was starting to get some things in my heart that were bothering me and I didn't know why. And I was starting to feel like maybe something wasn't right in our relationship and I I couldn't quite identify what it was, but within about a 48 hour period, we had a couple honest conversations with each other and she called and broke it off. And here I am trying to save up money for a ring and right in the middle of it, she breaks it off. Well, it was one of the most significant breakup slash heartbreaks I've ever been through. And it was tough and it was not easy. But I'll say this, though, even though it was the most intense breakup I've ever been through, I experienced more of the grace of God than I've ever experienced. And I knew it was right. I can't explain it. Even though it was tough, I knew it was right. I knew that wasn't God's best for her, and I knew that wasn't God's best for me. I knew I knew God was saying that it wasn't the right thing. But, you know, why did it take 10 months for us to figure that out? I don't know, because we're human. But... It didn't work out, and it was a huge disappointment, and there was a lot of elements involved that I was connected to her family in a lot of ways, and I still am. I love them, but it just made things weird. It made things, you know, it changed a lot of things, and it impacted my life in a serious way, and I could have sat and just been confused and said, I don't, why did this happen? Why does this always happen to me? Why do I always get my heart broken? Why does it But you know what? I had to make a decision and say, Lord... I don't know why this happened. I don't know why I missed it. I don't know what went wrong. I I put everything I had into this relationship. I mean, I put time into it. I put money into it. I put emotion into it. And it just fell apart. It didn't work out. It didn't happen. And I could have labored over it. I could have been upset. But I had to finally just say, Lord, I don't know. But I know that you said in your word that you have beauty for my ashes. So, Lord, I'm putting it in the burn pile. 
and I'm, I'm not, you know, there's no bitterness. There's no unforgiveness. I love that girl and her family and everybody that they're wonderful people, amazing people of God, nothing wrong with them in the world. And I admire her courage for obeying the Lord. But it still sucked. <laughs> it still hurt. But I had to say, Lord, I'm putting it in the burn pile. And Father, I'm going to let it burn. I'm not going to mourn over it anymore. I'm not going to labor over it. I'm not going to try to figure out why it didn't happen or why this didn't happen, what I did wrong. I'm putting it in the burn pile. And Lord, I'm going to light a match and I'm going to let it burn. And I'm going to roast some marshmallows on top of it. You know why? Because the price for beauty is ashes. And, and a lot of people are willing to let their past burn. They're willing to let that relationship burn. They're willing to let that divorce burn. They're willing to let that abuse burn. But what they do is that when it's done burning, they gather all the ashes and they put it in a vase and they put it on their mantle. And they do like the Jews did in the Old Testament. They clothed themselves in sackcloth and ashes. And even though they let it burn, they are still clothed with the ashes of their past. And we're going to get more into this in the next podcast, but I want to encourage you today, stop being clothed with those ashes. If you're going to gather them, that's fine, but you need to trade them for God's beauty. God has beauty. He has a beautiful inheritance for you. He has the desires of your heart and your future, but you may have to let some things burn. And you're going to have to trade those ashes for his beauty. That's the price of beauty is his ashes. I'm sorry, is ashes. His beauty is ashes. And the price of the double portion is your confusion. The price of double honor is your shame of stupid things you did, of stupid mistakes you made, of things you did that were just stupid, of mistakes, mess ups, sins. You committed adultery. You cheated on your spouse. And now you're, you, they divorced you and left you. And now you're left with nothing else. It was because of your own failure, your own weakness. Well, are you going to hold on to that shame? Or are you going to let it burn? Listen, David did a lot worse than you if that's, what, if that's what the case with you. And God still honored him in the end. He still honored his name. But you got to decide if you're going to hold on to those ashes, if you're going to hold on to the shame, if you're going to hold on to the confusion, or if you're going to make a trade. If you're going to trade your ashes for his beauty. If you're going to trade your garment of heaviness or your spirit of heaviness for his garment of praise. He wants to comfort those that mourn. He wants to heal the brokenhearted. Listen, Jesus said, I'm anointed to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. But you've got to be willing to make a trade. You've got to trade your ashes for his beauty. I know I'm transparent in this podcast, and I know I'm being real with you, but I'm, I'm praying and believing that this is going to minister to people in a real way because I'm just being transparent for the sake of authenticity. And I can tell you something right now. I'm done holding on to ashes in my life. I, you know, it's, it's bonfire season, and it's time to load up that burn pile, burn up the things that we don't understand from the past, let it burn, and then to trade those ashes for his beauty because God has beauty for you. He has a rich inheritance for you. He has a robe of righteousness for you. 
but you have to be willing to trade something for it. It's not free. <laughs> I know you're thinking, oh yeah, yeah, it's free, it's free, it's a free gift. In a sense it is, yes, I understand. It's the grace of God that we can't earn it. But God does ask for our ashes in exchange for it, is what I mean. You understand. Well, I think that's all I have for you today. I just want to encourage you, don't hold on to your ashes. Embrace the beauty that God has for you. In the next podcast, we'll get into this a little bit more about changing your clothes and training that spirit of heaviness for that garment of praise. Hope you come back next week, and uh, I'll talk to you the next time you click play. This has been the No Content Podcast. I said everything backwards, but that's okay. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to the No Content Podcast. Remember that Jesus loves you, he loves everyone else, and please don't forget to feed the ducks.